This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. You're now listening to the Destination Debbie Podcast. I present your host, Ray Garvin, the creator of Destination Debbie, and your go-to source for all things Debbie and college football. Yo, 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 what's cracking good people? Welcome back to the Destination Debbie program. This is episode 101-0-0. Crazy, man. Crazy. I, I'm, I really cannot believe that we've made it to this point. I can't believe that thousands of you have, have joined and, and stuck with me uh, through 100 episodes, man. It's, it's been a... It's been a crazy ride. The first few episodes were shaky, you know, trying to find the footing, and uh, then it seemed to um, seem to pick up steam. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, I just want to say thank you. I didn't even realize it, and lit- until I literally turned the mic on, I was like, oh. This is the hundredth episode, so um, really, really happy and and thankful for all of you who tuned in, who have rated and reviewed the show, who have gone over to YouTube and subscribed to the YouTube channel, and those of you who uh, support in a monetary way uh, via Patreon. I, I really can't thank you enough. It's <laughs> it has not been an easy road, but I hope that the content that I provide is not only valuable, but it's entertaining as well. I hope that you enjoy listening to this show. You look forward to it. And and I will continue for the next 100 shows to uh, improve and get better and find ways to engage you all and provide actionable and entertaining content. And with that being said, I do want to announce on this show that we are going to add another show to the Destination Debbie program. We're going to add another show. The show, I don't want to reveal the title yet. I want to save that for him, but it is going to be Debbie focused. It's going to be uh, identifying these elite type prospects we need to have on our radar. So really excited about the addition to the Destination Debbie squad, to the team. And uh, just just want to encourage everybody out there, if this is something that you're thinking about doing or wanting to do, I never would have imagined 
hitting 100 shows, but here we are. I can't thank um, uh, DLF enough. This is a proud member of the DLF family of podcasts. You know, having having the ability to to have this show uh, with them has been has been nothing short of uh, just a humbling experience. So appreciate all that. Thanks for rocking with me. But another weekend of college football is in the books. And to be honest with you guys. This one was um a lot of the good games were postponed, canceled, delayed. So th- this show, we're, we're just going to talk. We're going to talk about the 2022 class in particular because uh, I don't want to force 10 takeaways when I, I can go through 10 storylines through the games. But uh, I really feel like I have neglected you all when it comes to this 2022 class. Right now, when we're trading in our dynasty leagues, a lot of picks that I see being moved are 2022 assets, people acquiring those first, acquiring those seconds. And many of us in the fantasy space have really just kind of talked about how bad the 2022 class looks on paper, how it it just doesn't look as impressive as 2020 or 2021. And I, I want to dive more into why that may be the case and not necessarily at the top because when you look at the first let's just say round of 2022 there are some impressive players uh within that top 12 there are you know there are three or four legitimate you know first round pick quarterbacks in this 2022 class and some with 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 tremendous arm talent the athleticism the quarterbacks look outstanding there are a couple of running backs who look legit and one of those guys and my good friend Ryan McDowell said that he would take one of those players over any of the 2021 running backs so you've got those guys and at the wide receiver position I do believe you have some very very solid assets as well I don't know if I'd put them in the elite category of wide receiver prospects right at this moment, but they are better than just good, better than just average. So the 2022 class, when I say it is a weaker class, it's it's weaker because after we get through those top guys, it is right now on paper with what we have, it is very just shot in the dark, right? It's it's just kind of blind, throwing a dart, hoping you hit something. And when you look at the rankings and Let's talk about rankings for a minute because uh, this past weekend on the great site platform that is Twitter, there was some interesting conversation about paid content versus free content and how rankings suck. Everybody knows that rankings suck. Well, let, let me tell you this for the ranking sucks crowd out there that know that, that the individuals who think nobody has good rankings, anyone who cares about this. Anybody, and I'm only going to speak for the Debbie space, the the rookie space, but this can be applied throughout whatever ranking system for whatever league format you're looking at. Anybody who gives a damn about what they're actually putting out there and the advice and the content that they are putting their name behind, when they rank, they are truly looking at something in order to move these players around, not just going to the nearest list that you can find and taking the top 50 guys from 24-7 sports and ranking them in your Debbie rankings or going to look at somebody else's dynasty rankings and just kind of copying and moving somebody around. Anybody who gives a damn about what they put out, they're actually reviewing film. There's some sort of analytical model or process as to why they're moving players around and giving you a ranking. The, the, the consumer, the person listening to this information, the receiver of this knowledge is not for you to say, okay, here's how Ray has 
one through 10 ranked, I must rank the same way that he does. More so than anything, especially from the Devi side, it is a tool used to introduce you to players who you probably have not even heard of or may not have had the time to go back and look at. A lot of you aren't sick, degenerate individuals who sit behind a microphone at 11 p.m. on a Sunday night knowing they got to go to work the next day, grinding tape, creating podcasts. You come here, you enjoy the content, you want to receive the information and then you apply the information. You actually, you don't want to actually have to like do the research and that's fine. There are crazy people out here like myself who will do it for you. But when you look at my rankings, uh, I'm not telling you to agree with everybody that that I have on here. But hopefully, when we're talking about players like a John Reese Plumley, like when we're, when we're talking about a player like, uh, you know, Grant Gannell out of Arizona, hopefully that would spark something in someone to say, I need to check this guy out. He's got him ranked here. I've never heard of him. It's a tool and a resource uh, used to help, you know, expose you to individuals or players. That's, that's what it is. And if you're in a pinch and you're in a draft and you don't have anything else to rely upon and you don't know really who to pick, you can go to a trusted analyst, a trusted site, a trusted person, get their rankings, pull them up. And if you have to, worst case, draft based on how they have those players ranked. So when I see this whole ranking suck, why would anyone pay for that? Like you just don't even understand one piece of what this whole system is about. And that's okay. But that that is what that is what rankings are for. And when we're looking at the 2022 class at, at the top of these rankings, and we're going to start with the quarterbacks and this past weekend, watching Spencer Rattler versus Oklahoma state and in, in this show guys, because we're not doing the top 10, 10 I'm just, we're having a conversation here. I'm, I'm going to throw stats at you, but this is just conversation episode 100. We just talking baby. Watching Spencer Rattler. I mean, 17 for 24, 301, four TDs. Oklahoma rolled Oklahoma State. And o- Oklahoma State was uh, all that people were talking about going in this game was how good their defense was in the Big 12. Top defense in the Big 12. This is going to be the defense to sh- uh, slow down Oklahoma. And Rattler made it look easy. I truly believe that when you're just talking about armed talent, He's up there with T-Law. He is second to nobody in college football. He is an effortless thrower of the football, literally the a flick of his wrist, and he can launch it downfield. And what's different about him compared to a Joe Milton who has a cannon of an arm is Spencer Rattler can do that with accuracy and touch. We wanted him to come in right away from day one because of all the hype coming out of high school, because the show on Netflix and just and and then because of the past success, uh, the previous success of, of, of past Oklahoma quarterbacks in Jalen Hurts in Baker Mayfield in Kyler Murray. We just figured that Lincoln Riley would roll this stud in there and he would light it up without flaw from day one. And what we saw was a young red shirt freshman learning. Right. He hasn't looked horrible at all this season. His stats are are ridiculously good. But because Oklahoma lost a couple of games and we saw Rattler not play his best, you know, everyone was quick to abandon the Spencer Rattler train. But I'm here to tell you. When you're looking at the quarterbacks in the 2022 class, most people at the top, it's Keaton Slovis, Sam Howe, Sam Howe, Keaton Slovis. Spencer Rattler definitely, definitely is in that conversation for the top dog 
in the 2022 class. He, he is growing. He is learning and good for him. Fortunately for him, he has to come back for another season. So that's another season working with hopefully Charleston Rambo, working with Marvin Mims, working with Theo Weiss, working with Austin Stogner, being in the Lincoln Riley system for, for a full season. Rattler's going to be probably the Heisman favorite going into the college football season next year. So Spencer Rattler was impressive. And then we got to see Keaton Slovis once again doing his thing at USC. But I want to talk about another former USC quarterback who is technically eligible for the 2021 draft. But I believe that JT Daniels will return and is going to be a part of the 2022 draft class. But we saw him in action. 28 for 38, 401 and four touchdowns, no interceptions. Can't run the ball worth a damn. Probably don't want JT running anyway, but man, did he look good. And that's just another name, you know? We talk about all these quarterbacks and how are there going to be spots available for these guys at the next level? Well, there are tons of, of NFL landing spots where, you know, these players over the next couple of years, even if they don't come in and start right away, look at a place like Indianapolis. They're what, seven and three in the NFL right now. Phillip Rivers is playing outstanding. So he's probably not going to retire after this season. He's probably got another year or two left. You draft a quarterback in 2022, let him sit. And then you've got your starting quarterback moving forward at Indy. I mean, it's a very, these are very realistic situations that can happen. And JT Daniels adds to what is already an impressive 2022 class. And I'm just talking about the top guys with Howell, Slovis, and Rattler not even hitting on Michael Penix, who looked outstanding versus Ohio State this past weekend. It, you know, if we're keeping it real, he outplayed Justin Fields from start to finish. I mean, Michael Penix Jr., he, he's a player right now. I have him ranked sixth in the 2022 class, right behind Dylan Gabriel and Jaden Daniels. But man, he's a he's he's a player that I can see jumping ahead of both of those guys because of his development and growth in the pocket. I talked about Michael Penix over the summer that I wanted to see him play well, and not only is he playing well, Stevie Scott's doing his thing, Fry Froel's doing his thing, Fry Fro Fry Froel. That's a hard one to say. Try to say that five times fast, but you you get what I'm saying. This they're going to be quarterbacks available, you know, Bo Nix, Grant Gannell, to his little brother, Graham Mertz. So these 2022 picks, as, as, as we continue to talk bad about them and how weak this class is, one area that it is not weak is the quarterback position. And then at running back, I talked a little bit, really, really briefly about Brees Hall, 15 carries, 135 yards, two more touchdowns. One of the best running backs in college football. I think it's Najee Harris and Brees Hall. And like I said, Ryan McDowell said he would take Brees Hall over everyone in the 2021 class. He's that good at 6'1, 215. He's already exceeded his rushing total from last year. He started out the season eight games, eight games over 100 yards. He's just, he can do it all. He's big, he's fast, he's physical, he's athletic, he's agile. He is what David Montgomery wishes he could be that Iowa State running back. Brees Hall is a phenomenal talent and he is a high end asset in the 2022 class. So again, while we talk about that class, Brees Hall is probably outside the quarterbacks. He is the highest available asset and that's why I have him ranked ninth overall in Debbie, a player that's not getting enough, uh, enough uh, buzz, enough hype 
is Zonovan Knight, Bam Knight from North Carolina State on the season, 641 yards, seven TDs. He's 5'11", 210 pounds. He's got 18 receptions for 145 yards. He returns kicks. He's already got a kick return for a touchdown. Bam Knight has been balling balling and uh, he's one of those players that I drafted him in C2C leagues late I mean you can get bet you were getting Bam Knight damn near at the end of a 45 round draft and when you're talking about a class where outside of the top three guys it's really a crapshoot behind uh Brees Hall Isaiah Spiller and Eric Gray Kerwin Kyron Williams has looked good Ely at times, Tyler Goodson's played well. We did see that Raymond Davis, the Temple running back, he's actually transferring from Temple and heading to Vanderbilt. So we'll get to see him one season in SEC play. will probably bode well for his draft stock. But Bam Knight right now, I've got him ranked, what's he ranked, about, 10, uh, about 11th or 12th in the 2022 class. He's definitely going to move up. And my boy, my sophomore breakout candidate for the season, Eric Gray, I... Love Eric Gray. Eric Gray is, he's a future just stud running back. I, I, his game, he's smooth, he's explosive, he's powerful, and he finally had that breakout game, damn near rushing for 200 yards this past Saturday. I just, you know, I've, I've got him one spot behind Isaiah Spiller right now, 35 and 36, and a big gap between Spiller and Gray and then Brees Hall. Brees Hall, again, overall Debbie ranked ninth. The next two closest rushers in the 2022 class are 35th and 36th. You know, Eric Gray, Eric Gray, Isaiah Spiller, Isaiah Spiller, Eric Gray. You can't go wrong with either of those two players. So, you know, are they first round rookie draft assets in a 12 team league? Probably, probably because the receiver position is where it really kind of tails off for me. You know, after those high end running back asset, assets, you go to the wide receivers and you have Garrett Wilson, David Bell, George Pickens. I think David Pell, George Pickens, and Garrett Wilson are the clear-cut tier one wide receiver prospects in the 2022 class. However, compared to 2021 or 2020, they would be behind the top guys. Uh, George Pickens taking a little bit of a step back this season, but there's some definite explanation for that. The quarterback play at Georgia hasn't been good. I know he's dealt with a little bit of injury. Garrett Wilson is on a tear. He is absolutely lighting it up with Justin Fields at Ohio State. And then David Bell, even with Rondell Moore back, still goes over 100 yards, two touchdown receptions. He does have that prototypical size at six foot two, over 200 pounds. You've got John Mechie out of Alabama, CJ Johnson, a player that I liked coming in. It was good to see him getting in zone this past Saturday. Drake London balling at USC. Brew McCoy as well. And then, you know, Wondell Robinson, Joe Nada, Jake Smith, Donovan Green, Jaden Hazelwood. I mean, it's it's okay. It's okay, but nothing to get super excited about. And then the tight ends, I'm not even going to go there. I mean, you have Jalen Weidemeyer, who's a stud from Texas A&M. You have uh, the other tight end from Oklahoma, Austin Stockner, that I talked about earlier. And then you have a couple of other players. I know Baylor Cup was supposed to be that guy, but injury, injury, injury. Uh, Weidemeyer's the better tight end, and that's the tight end that most of us need to take in uh, Dynasty Rookie Drafts come 2022 once that time comes. But it's the depth of this class. Quarterback is deep. Running back, you got three, four, 
maybe that you really want. Wide receiver, three, four, maybe. Tight end, one, two. That's that's where most of us are saying, most, most analysts who dive into these classes that is why we were saying the 2022 class is a little bit weaker. But if you're if you're locking in 2022 first round picks, that's the groove. I know a lot of times we say acquire as many seconds and thirds as possible. If you're getting 2022 picks, screw all of that. Be gunning for the first round ones. That's what you want. You you really don't. Yes, the second round picks will have value when the time comes, but you really want the first. You want to get the higher of the high end prospects, the higher end of the prospects in this 2022 class. You don't want to be playing around with third and fourths in the 2022 class. So uh, that is is how we're going to roll with this episode. That's that's how we're going to do that one. I mean, not a ton of games. We could, we had takeaways, but the big takeaway that I have for you is 2022. The depth is lacking, but the high-end available assets uh, should be very usable for us in fantasy, so acquire 2022 first-round picks. I appreciate you joining me for a 100 episodes. Thank you so much. Once again, thank you for rocking with me today. Hope you have a fantastic week. Look forward to the new show. We'll be dropping on Tuesdays. Happy Thanksgiving. Be safe. All that other good stuff, man. But you know, I'm about to start rambling. You know what it is, man. Drop the music. 